0: This is a Boathouse Studios podcast. To support this podcast and other podcasts like it, visit Patreon.com/BoathouseStudios. That's Boathouse Studios. B-O-A-T-H-A-U-S Studios. House
1: spelt the German way. That's okay because making a happy home isn't like flipping on a light switch. There are a lot of little tricks to it. Things you should have learned a long time ago, such as if you leave milk out, it can go sour put it in the refrigerator, or, feeling that, a cool, wet sack. Welcome to Two Bad Neighbors. We are back, Greg. Yes, we are. After a tiny hiatus... Yeah, sorry. I
0: uh, everybody, I didn't mean for it to be this way. Uh, I know we just you never do. Yeah, we just um we, we missed one, and then and then it just was like I was in London.
1: Yeah, Greg had to go to London and be a fancy man. I had, <laughs> it's a dandy. It's called a dandy. <laughs> You're right. Sorry. So uh, and I stayed here alone as I do, and just waited for Greg to come home. <laughs> well, you went to Vegas before. <laughs> yeah, that was in the summer. That was like yeah, I was gone too. It feels like that. Honestly, feels like years ago. At this point, kind of does, doesn't it? Um, the other thing that I wanted to bring up is that today happens to be a very special person's birthday. It's our guest, Justin O'Connor.
2: Hi, hi, Justin. That's that's me. I'm I'm the guest. I'm the man. It's and your, it's your birthday? birthday today. It is. I am the birthday boy Happy or birthday. girl. Yeah, and no one else
1: is important as celebrating a birthday today.
2: That's right. Uh, <laughs> Charles Schultz of Peanuts fame, actually, oh. is celebrating his birthday today. Reverence where reverence is due, That's uh, fair. my friend. Is he alive still?
1: <laughs> is our friend... Ah, um... He's very much dead. <laughs> okay, I thought so. Yes, he's very dead. And, <laughs> um, he's, in, he's in rich person heaven. Uh, of course, yes. As 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 they all go, mm-hmm. all rich go to heaven. I believe is the saying. Uh,
0: I believe you're right. Yeah, yeah. That's where Trump will be. <laughs>
1: can we
2: can we address for a second that Wally Weasel, um, in retrospect, especially uh-huh. in today's inclusive society, was a very progressive character for wishing the birthday boy or girl, or girl. a happy birthday. That's true. yeah. He didn't presume gender. No. So, uh,
1: you know, obviously, a if they made it today, it would be you know, you're the birthday boy or girl or non gender binary person
2: absolutely it but it's, ring
0: to it but it is inclusive <laughs> that's right
2: they had a 22 minute runtime um they did the best <laughs> yeah they, they yeah, had to that's... cut it at some point um
0: well uh that was faster than usual in introducing the guest
1: yeah well just because i wanted to make that joke because guess sake, what it's also greg's birthday <laughs>
2: yeah <laughs>
1: wait oh it's actually greg's birthday also um, you're the
2: birthday boy or girl too yeah i am
1: and what's really funny is so <laughs> so we were supposed to record yesterday originally this week and our guests for that day canceled uh and so we kind of decided well let's try and find and like rather than try and you know scramble and get a guest for yesterday we'll try and you know get a uh, better guests, uh, theoretically, we'll see.
2: Uh, <laughs> but,
1: and, yeah, and I'm going to
2: go ahead and temper <laughs> your expectations. Uh-huh. I am the Ralph Wiggum's diorama <laughs> and or the Lisa Simpson um, state costume of podcast guests. Like, you're really digging at the bottom of the barrel for Although, this one. Although, to
1: be fair, Ralph's did win. What's so, a diorama? Yeah. Uh, so that's a very cryptic way of describing yourself. But, uh, so what happened was I messaged Justin. I asked, hey, would you like to be on the podcast tomorrow? And he agreed. And then this morning, not only did I realize, hey, it's Greg's birthday today. That's fun. Uh, you know, that'll be fun to wish him a happy birthday and while doing the podcast. And then I also saw it was Justin's birthday today. And I'm like, what a weird... Strange coincidence of the cosmos, crazy world that uh, has brought us all together today on the birthday of both of you, fine gentlemen.
0: I know I'm like, oh my god! I know I'm being really calm about this, but I'm delighted by this. This is really great.
2: (laughs) My mother called me today, and she asked me what I was doing on my birthday, and I didn't have the heart to tell her mm-hmm. I was going to be talking to two comate Canadian fellas <laughs> that I knew from the internet uh-huh. about one very specific episode of The Simpsons <laughs> for about an hour. Um,
0: I, te- I have to tell my mother that every
1: week.
2: I <laughs> and she's defaulted. disappointed each time. <laughs> Uh I just went with whiskey and prostitutes. I was like, Mom, that's where my life is right now. Take it at face value. Don't, please just don't needle me about this. That's what (laughs) I'm doing. It was the better, the better one. It was the. Uh, So,
1: with all of our new guests, we do like to do a little segment we call What's Your Story? And this is essentially just uh, give us a little background about your relationship with The Simpsons. Uh, you know, when you started watching it, when you stopped, a uh, favorite episode, anything along those lines that kind of springs forward to you in terms of your relationship with The Simpsons. Uh, what's your story, Justin?
2: Oh, um, so the, I, the first episode of The Simpsons I saw when it aired was the um, original Christmas episode. Simpsons I roasting was... on an open fire? Yeah, I was, um, I was probably four or five at the time. Um, and it's really kind of odd to realize that the first thing you loved in your life, the you parents, I guess, I suppose, family, but, you know, <laughs> yeah. you, you, you just know them and then yeah. you like realize the concept of love afterward and you're like, well, I love them. Okay. <laughs> but the Simpsons was the first thing I loved and it was the best thing I loved until I hated it. Um, and it was a gradual decline into mm. hatred because I remember the Simpsons boom. Um, the season sort of paired up with my years in school, like season one aired when I was in first grade, season two, second grade, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I remember it about 11th grade. Um, I think what, Tamako was season 11? I believe so,
1: yeah. that's or 11 yeah. or 12, yeah.
2: We should Everybody one, has... I know everybody has like that episode where they consider like, Oh, the Simpsons is bad now. Um, and you sort of like retroactively put it together. Um, there's like the big ones, you know, Armin Tanzaria and Frank Grimes, the, the, the horse jockey episode for me, it was to because I remember kids in high school would incessantly quote it would quote the sheep saying to And in my brain, I was just going, that's not funny. That's actually just kind of like really dumb. Oh, that's the worst
0: joke in the whole episode.
2: It's terrible. Like, it's not funny. Um, But I watch a lot of wrestling, so my threshold for, like, what qualifies as stupid entertainment is pretty high. And so for... No, no, no. Don't
0: put yourself down about wrestling.
2: Oh, um, no. Wrestling puts itself down about wrestling. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Wrestling Uh, is uh,
0: wonderful because it's the most self-aware thing on the planet.
2: That's true. I just trotted through my fair share of nonsense. (laughs) Um, Tamako really struck a chord with me in terms of how stupid it was. And I noticed like beyond that point in the series, they, they would take like comedic beats for jokes they wanted to land with the audience and like the cadence and the pacing of the show was just wildly different from what I remembered. And that was kind of like my breaking point in terms of this is a thing I will be watching routinely too this is something that no longer holds the same merit it once did. Um, do you ever just put on a new episode? Like, do you ever just (laughs) see that a new episode is on? Oh yeah. yeah,
1: Let's see. Uh, Let's take a look. Let's, 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 you know, see what's going on in the old Simpsons gang. Let's check in. And then, yeah, I don't know about you. Often for me, it's like five minutes later. I'm like, nah, nah, I'm going to watch something else. (laughs)
2: The last one I made a point of watching um, was the Boston episode because, like, that's where I live. And I didn't expect much from it. Like, I didn't expect it to to, to land. But I was just astonished at how lazy and uninspired the writing had become. And it, it goes back. Like, dude, okay. So, and this is the first example. Um, you know how they used to be kind of clever with the way they would, like, Tweak branding for the sake of parody. Yes, I remember them referring to Apple as Maple. Yep, and, th- and MyPods, MyPods, yep. Maple. They called Rob Gronkowski Rob Bonkowski, and <sighs> that's something <laughs> you just write, and then the writers come up with something better, but then they poochie it and stick with the original idea.
1: Well, it's weird too. Like I, I've talked, I think I've talked about the the whole Maple MyPod stuff on this this podcast before because it's it's one of the things that grates on me a lot. In terms of the new uh, era, and it's weird because they had the company Apple exist in the universe before that. I think maybe just the one joke, but it still existed with the uh, the Newton. Um, right. You know, beat up Martha, or sorry, eat up Martha. Um, and and it's just it's it's it, I remember it being such a strange thing that they felt the need to change it because I feel like in the classic era they never. They never, and maybe there's some examples that I can't think of, but they never really, like, change uh, branding. Like, they didn't have an obvious, like, this is, this is a, you know, an Apple iPod and we're calling it something different. They would call it an Apple iPod. Um, and, I, like, it wouldn't surprise, I don't know if he has, but it wouldn't surprise me if Steve Jobs had guessed it at some point and maybe talked about Apple. I don't know. It just seems like in-universe it was such a strange choice to, like, make this al- alternate uh,
0: version of these things well if bill gates exists in the universe <laughs> right uh-huh. cuz he does yeah in season 9 bill gates as a character yeah is on the show
1: is that where homer makes his uh, the internet intranet- king. king yeah yeah yes <coughs> My, uh interslice cutco cutco yes it's global hypermega net or whatever it's
0: the uh, yeah it's the it's the lower the flies episode and that is the b plot right, B-plot. right. <laughs> Uh, I remember nine is going
1: to be a lot of fun, Greg. Yeah, it will be. Uh, <laughs>
0: that's my, that's like one of my favorite episodes. Oh God.
1: Ever. Oh, you're the worst. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's funny. Like I, I, I have talked about how the moment when the sheep says Mako in that episode is the moment my brain kind of clicked. And I said, I don't like this show anymore. Uh, it wasn't the episode as a whole. It was that moment. Cause I, I remember enjoying the episode up until that moment and then, yeah, sure, and right. then, and then it switched and I was like, I don't like the show anymore. And that's the, that's the, the straw that broke the camel's back as it
2: were. So,
1: so uh, do we you share,
2: we share a, a, jumping the shark Simpsons mom. That's yeah. Oh, right. Sweetie. Sweet boy. <laughs> <laughs> You're a good boy.
1: Yeah. We're all good boys here.
2: Uh, we are all good boys. Did you, did you have a favorite
1: episode that you, you would cite as a, your number one?
2: Oh my God. Uh, two bad neighbors is easily my favorite episode. Well, that's a podcast, but uh, I mean, we're is... already
0: on the you're already on the
2: show. You don't have to like butter us up, you guys. It's called bootlicking. Okay, please um, let me do my thing here. Lick spittle. Uh, no,
1: yeah, that's I, that's a great one, obviously. So
2: tell, I tell us vividly remember, like in in college, um, there would be points during, and specifically my microeconomics class, where I was so just disinterested and what was occurring around me that I would just replay in my brain two bad neighbors from beginning to end. (laughs) Like I, I can, that, that it's just the best one. It's the best episode.
1: I'm pretty sure when I saw that episode the first time I was only vaguely familiar who George H.W. Bush was (laughs) because I mean, uh, you know, I live in Canada and, uh, the rest of the world doesn't matter to us. Uh, that's how we run our, Country, right? No, you're one hundred percent correct. No. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> but uh, and I didn't know who Gerald Ford was. So, like, all those kind of like political jokes went over my head. But I still love the episode because they make, uh, you know, Bush Senior just as this like footing old man, and that's what makes it really funny <laughs> to me. And now, uh, you know, now that I know of a lot of the history and you know his his politics and whatnot, uh, it just adds another layer to the to the humor. Especially, I think my favorite part of that episode. One of my favorite parts is him finishing his memoirs, uh, you know, there was no need for a second.
2: <laughs> oh, the best line from that episode is Grover Cleveland spanked me on two non-consecutive occasions. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's going to be a but, that's gonna be a good episode when we get to
0: that one. Yeah, I'm excited about it.
2: One of my favorite things about that episode is, like, they, they, they use all these one-off characters, right? But they're all voiced in-house. Like, they didn't yeah. outsource it to some, like, crazy celebrity guest. It was just... <laughs> The voice talent they had doing well, what they do.
1: And they had uh, George H. W. Bush appear a couple times before that as well, voiced by Harry Shearer. So yeah. it kind of worked out in that sense. Because in-universe, he's always voiced by Harry Shearer. So there you go. And he's just hes brilliant.
0: He's, yeah. He's brilliant. The, the, the reason that that episode works so well is because Harry Shearer is just so funny as yes. Bush. And he's so funny. Oh, he's yeah. so
1: good in that episode. <laughs> it's just crazy. Uh, So thanks for telling us your story, Justin. We are going to move on um, a little housekeeping before we dive into this week's episode. First of all, uh, we've had some requests online about discussing Matt Groening's new show uh, called Disenchantment on Netflix, the streaming service. Uh, do you want to do this now, or do you want to do no, this No, I as think a bonus we should. Episode? No, I think we should just discuss it briefly because I don't have a lot to say about
0: it. Okay, me neither. I don't know. Yeah, it, wouldn't, yeah, it's, guys,
1: it would. Guys, it would not fill a whole. episode. It would
0: not fill a whole episode.
1: I have. Um, I think this show sucks. <laughs> now, for uh, so I want to just be clear. How many episodes did you watch? Five. Five. Okay, I've watched three. Mm. Uh, Justin, have you watched it?
2: I've watched four.
1: I four? believe. Okay, now I have heard from some friends some trustworthy friends that say yeah. it gets good at the end yep which, which is, is fine but I didn't want to go that far I just I, I, I just got too bored I don't think that's fine okay <laughs> well I mean one could argue uh, the Simpsons uh, Futurama both don't really get good right away that's true I would say Futurama is the closest one that is good right at right at the get-go because I actually really like that pilot yep, but it does take some time to kind of find its voice and, and, you know, build its cast and that kind of thing and become yep. the, the show that most people love. Uh, you watch the, f- you know, the first couple episodes. There's a lot of really good jokes and stuff, but it's not, it doesn't really have the same essence that, sh- that the show has later on. Yep. Uh, the Simpsons, obviously, I mean, we we barreled through season one because there wasn't a lot to talk about with season one. Yeah. Uh, the, the argument you could make against Disenchantment in that sense is that that was a different, you know, that was a different time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's exactly what I was about yeah, to say. Yeah, like Matt Groening did, Theoretically, and whoever he hires as writers should know how to make an enjoyable show from the get go, and yeah. not have it "quote unquote" get good later. Uh, I think this show would be good if it was not on Netflix. Think so? Uh huh. As in, like the like it was aired weekly.
0: Yep. I think if it was, uh, yeah. or I, if it was, if it was twenty minutes an episode. That's that's all I mean. Are they thirty? They they don't have a runtime. Yeah. Oh. Wait, they do. <laughs> there are some. There are some that are oh, thirty-five. Just there mean. are some that are twenty-four? <laughs> they meant like
1: they existed outside time. I was yeah, like, wow. Yeah, it <laughs> kind
0: of feels like it sometimes when a, like it's so slow. Yeah, it's so incredibly slow when you're so used to dealing with The Simpsons, which is not that. That's
1: true, especially nowadays. Yeah, <laughs> um, and it's, it's fast-paced. A
2: I think of the concept that if you do a show on a streaming service like Netflix, it needs to be serialized and tell a larger story. Yeah. Yep. Um, and it's just dull. It's just, it's dull. Yeah, I
1: guess that's true. Like the, I I didn't really think about it that way, but that's a good point because the episodes themselves don't really have arcs in each episode that I can remember of the three I watched. Um, you know, the first one I guess kind of just builds the the premise, as it were, which uh, you know, just dis, disenchanted girl, dis dissolution girl, doesn't want to be princess. She wants to drink beer. It and takes thirty five minutes. Yeah, the opening, the first episode is so bad. And I I actually kind of like the main character. I think she's the best part of the show.
0: I think Abby Jacobson has a great is a great vocal talent. Yeah, as
1: well as like a great
0: like just writer and a uh, performer in general, but like yeah. this is the first time I'm hearing her do a,
1: a, voice, a yeah. voice and I think it's great. I really do. Yeah. The problem for me is the supporting cast are all either annoying or boring or not funny, which is weird. Yeah. Cause usually it's the other way around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, like the well, El- Elfo is like the most infuriating, annoying character I've seen in a long time. Yeah. And I knew it from the trailer too. I remember watching the trailer and I was just like, oh, what's that? What's that dumb little thing? And also he's an elf, right? Yeah. And his name is Elfo? His name is Elfo.
2: Fuck off. Really oh, boring. that is fucking <laughs> infuriating. Again, like it's literally they just went uh, poochie. Yeah, and I was wolf- going to say
1: it's poochie. Like it's, you know, like poochie, but, you know, it's something better. <laughs> And then is Poochie okay with Pucci everybody? Pucci yeah. Okay. Is Elfo okay with everyone? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. can we order the writers Chinese? Writers got yeah. the
2: rotisserie chicken and then they were happy and they went home. They just that's it.
0: You went home, <laughs> you went home early, and you you didn't come up with a colonel hap hap-blap. That's
1: <laughs> that's the problem. <laughs> and the, there was no
2: Joey Joe Joe <laughs> Shabadoo Jr. coming out of that writer's room.
1: <laughs> and what's the uh what's the like demon? Was it what it's Lucy? I think it's named Lucy. Yeah, his name's
0: Lucy as in Lucifer.
2: Oh, Fuck I get right it. off. <laughs> Voice by Dude, Eric? Not, Andre. Only, not only is it Lucy short for Lucifer, but there was a show like ten years ago starring H. John Benjamin called Lucy Daughter of the Devil. Oh yeah. yeah I remember that. So show. like the, the the gender misappropriation of the name isn't even clever or original. It's just yeah. boring. It's just boring. Everything and Eric Andre, like okay. Oh, he's so dull in that show. Yeah. Not a man lauded for his voice acting (laughs) abilities. Like exactly. I'm I'm not laughing because I recognize Eric Andre's (laughs) voice. Like, I remember him from doing actually funny things. Like it just
0: Like I kind of get where they're going with him. Like with the idea behind him, it's like, oh, what if this? What if this? Uh, this demon character had like just a very straight man type voice with kind like of a yeah, lackadaisical, yeah, and a very wry, dry delivery. Yeah, yeah. And I, I get that, but you also need someone
1: who has personality in yes. that voice. Like, like imagine—I mean, you just mentioned him. Imagine H. John Benjamin in that role. He'd be I mean, great. Uh, he's he, a little in, over. In,
2: <laughs> oversaturated in, Lucy, in the market, daughter but... of the devil, he played the devil. Yeah. So it's literally the same character.
0: Yeah. I honestly, um, when I when I was when I when I first saw the episode, I was like, oh, you know who would actually be perfect in this is a guy named Adil Rafai, who is one of the main characters in the sh- in the podcast. Hello from the Magic Tavern. Oh, okay, I he, haven't listened to that. He plays the character Chunt, the talking badger. And that's basically it. He's very he's very dry, but he's like he's very dynamic and funny. Because like dry doesn't mean boring. Agreed. Eric Andre's performance is very boring. I uh, yes, I would agree. And I don't who who plays who plays Elfo. Oh, um,
2: just some
1: um, I don't care. Yeah. I remember seeing the name. And I'm like, I don't recognize that name, and I don't care because it's awful. So. I remember being <laughs> excited when I saw that Billy West got the and. Yeah, well, and th- they've got like some good. Supporting cast outside of the main characters, no, I like was it's weird. So like Maurice LaMarche, Maurice LaMarche is there. He yeah, would, he would also be great as Lucy.
0: Yeah, but I was so annoyed by um, John DiMaggio in that show. Oh yeah, he's the king. He's right, he's so annoying. <laughs> That's fair. His, vo- uh, his his performance sucks, and I don't usually say that about him.
2: I, it's it's so like the idea of like a lout king who absolutely has no handle on what's going on in his kingdom is a good idea in theory yeah. Yeah. but john benjamin he's or not john benjamin john dimaggio is just doing his surly construction worker voice yeah yeah
1: yeah, yeah. whoa easily
2: Whoa. Whoa's. hey get a loads of these broads <laughs> like that's a great literally word. That's, that's any great, of us can do it
0: that's a great word that you said lazy um the whole thing feels sluggish and lazy. Yeah, to me.
2: But I also can't help feel again like it's because of the parameters of what like a Netflix series has to be. You have like BoJack Horseman and it's critically lauded and it, it, it tells an arc over a, se- uh, a season. And so. But I do feel BoJack
1: having... does have pretty good episodes like <laughs> Singular... each episode. Ha- yeah, each episode has its own kind of uh, plot that is not 100% wrapped up, but it's kind of like, it's, you know, either like Bojack goes on a trip somewhere and like things happen, or, it's you know, he's on a movie based. set, or, yeah. yeah, It's very scenario, uh, time
0: and place based, uh, as far as Bojack Horseman goes. Um, okay, and, so and
2: like, let's 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 and, presume, using um, Mac Reining as the jumping off point, though, that like a comparable um, to Netflix series would be something like Arrested Development, where you have people who are comfortable working within the confines of like a network television show. And all of a sudden they're given free reign. And without those restrictions, you kind of don't have the same end result, you know, like they shoot
0: themselves in the foot without the 22 minute time restriction. Yeah. That's what happens. I think.
2: Cause does anybody edit at Netflix? Like does, is there anybody mm-hmm. who goes, we should, yeah, I don't know, maybe cut like these
0: down a bit. Yeah.
2: It'll, i don't think so right like based nobody on, does
0: that based on the
1: marvel shows i don't think so but you know what's weird is that like a lot of shows uh these days don't adhere to a strict um time frame uh at least on like well i'm, just, I'm thinking specifically better call saul uh like its last episode was like 70 minutes 72 long. minutes right yeah and, yeah. Then, and the finale is going to be like you know 90 minutes or something uh and usually that would be like oh like a, you know special two hour season finale and they'd like do that but they wouldn't have like just a normal episode in the season be a bit longer and I don't know if that's just like a thing with AMC maybe because I don't watch any other shows on there I don't really I
0: think AMC is one of the weird ones where it's yeah. like
1: we don't really know what we are right because they are on like that weird they walk that fine edge where they like censor their own network yeah that's true they. <laughs> They, they have the one, one fuck a, a season yeah. rule or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. I actually kind of love because then Vince always uh, chooses the best places to use them. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I also just think it's a bad world. Like, Disenchantment, it's just like, the, the world is just, it's medieval and there's some fantasy characters. But it's not interesting aside from that. Like, Futurama worked really well because the world building was so unique and inventive. Mm. Um, but also, like, uh, like a parody. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like new New York is, it's a great concept. Um, and this world is just boring. Like there was nothing interesting about it aside from the fact there's magical creatures. And even then, like, I mean, from what I remember seeing, they're just annoying. They're not interesting. So it's generic fantasy.
2: Yeah. it It's like, if you took the world from world of Warcraft and then removed all the gameplay from it and just made a show based on the narrative, Nobody
1: Ooh. would care. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like the like, like the Duncan is... Jones uh, movie, for example. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the world cared that well, especially overseas. North America didn't <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, uh, so that's our brief disenchantment dis disassembly. Now no, let's no. never speak of it again. Until season. It's a
2: show on Netflix. It exists, and if you watch it, you you, you won't be. Matt Greening's first
1: show in 20 years. Great. Yay. Uh, All right. Uh, quick mailbag. Sure. Um, now, I don't know if a human wrote this or a robot. Okay. <laughs> but I thought it was very funny. So I'm going to read it verbatim. Okay. And see how you feel about it, Greg. All right. Uh, so the subject of this email is my subject. Nice. Mega Sonic Bros. AF is their lost Eggman into get back the Skylands, but defeated Maelstrom. The Autobots is Sonic the Hedgehog, Amy Rose, Mega Man, Mario, Bowser, friends, Badniks, Robot Masters, and Koopa Troop. Autobots wage their battle to destroy the evil forces of the Decepticons. End quote. <laughs> did you just did you just summon like a demon from hell? Is that what you was that from the Necronomicon? The pop culture necronomicon. Um, yeah, I got this, and I, I'm pretty sure I remember reading it when I was like half asleep, and I'm like, "What the hell is going on here?" And I couldn't determine what was going on, but what I can what I can kind of figure out is it's like a pitch about mm-hmm. like a you know like a Super Smash Brothers, but using like uh, 80s cartoon mm. slash video game uh, characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, you know, it says the Autobots is, yeah. and then, you know, lists all the Autobots that we all I know, Sonic the Hedgehog, this. This is uh, Amy Rose, <laughs> Mega Man, Mario Bowser, friends like, you know, Phoebe Chandler, et cetera, uh-huh. uh, bad Nicks, Robot Masters, and Koopa Troop.
2: Those are the Autobots. Do you think the bad Nicks, the Robot Masters, and the Koopa Troop were all friends off the set?
1: You know, I like to think was- so. <laughs> <laughs> It just you know it makes it makes the
0: the, it makes the world a little bit brighter. Yeah, if I can imagine I them going to get coffee. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Behind the scenes, yeah, that would be a bummer. Can we talk about the episode? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! All right. Uh, ostensibly,
2: why we're here? Yeah. So
1: we are talking about home sweet home, diddly dum doodly, which is the third episode of season seven, written by John Vitti, directed by Susie Dieter. Original air date, October 1st, 1995. So once again, we are almost on par with the dates. Cool. Uh, In this case, uh, 23 years uh, removed. Wow. Uh, This episode is about the Simpsons family being neglectorinos. Yeah. And uh, the Simpsons kids
0: are taken away. Next door. to next door, (laughs) because stupid babies
1: need the most attention. That's right. We all know that. It's also,
2: it's the first Bill Oakley, Josh Weinstein produced episode. That is true, yeah.
1: They are showrunners uh, for this episode, starting now. Finally. Until the end of season eight, I believe. Uh, If they want to come on the show, I'd love to have them. Uh, Someone told me that there was a weird reference to Calgary on The Simpsons recently. So maybe they're reaching out to us. You think they are? Uh-huh. <laughs>
0: you think it's not Al Jean saying he
1: knows what we've been doing? It's his subtle way of and saying... to stop? Yeah. I know what you're doing. Please stop using my name. Please stop. With profanity. <laughs> Fuck you, Al Jean. You can't scare me. Okay, so... Al Jean wrote, like, a tweet recently that was uh, something, you know, deriding uh, Brett Kavanaugh. And I was like, I was tempted to like retweet it as two bad neighbors and be like, this is one of the rare times I won't say fuck you, Al (laughs) Jean. Kudos. But then I was worried like that would, you know, he would take it the wrong way. Anyway. Uh, I wonder why he (laughs) would. (laughs) He's like, wait, this is one of the only times you won't say fuck you? What's going on here? What's What's, this two bad neighbors? Oh. And then cease and desist letter, you know, the whole thing. And then all of a sudden we're off. Off air. Yeah, we're done. (laughs) Um...
0: So this is a this is a great episode i I, w- I found myself thinking about this episode today before I even knew that we were watching it uh-huh. today that this was the one right because for the life of me, I couldn't remember what came after Radioactive man until I put the disc in sure, yeah uh, and like when I couldn't remember, I was like, oh, um, maybe I'll just wait until I put the disc in, and then it'll be a nice surprise. <laughs> and it was. And it was. Yeah. It was a really nice surprise, because I remember thinking about this episode, and it was the, um, it was the Rev- Reverend <laughs> Simpsons <laughs> doodly. <laughs> Baptism. <laughs> Baptism. Doodly, doodly. <laughs> doodly, doodly. <laughs> and uh, Ned. him saying, have you ever thought of trying <laughs> out any of the other major religions? They're pretty much all the same.
1: Uh, (laughs) Yeah, that's a that's a great essentially cameo by uh, Lovejoy in this episode. (laughs) Yeah, where he's him and his trains. I always like the the (laughs) the little like peek into his uh, his hobby. Why do you hate my trains?
2: (laughs) Yeah. So when I was rewatching it, and I got to that sequence specifically, and also there's one later where he's getting a new train set, and then Homer barrels through it in his car. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And it's one of those great, like, cut from syndication gags that when I go back and rewatch things, like, my brain remembers them and I have mm-hmm. to go to that. Like, I didn't fever dream this. And then I, re- oh, yeah, they just cut it. Yeah. Um, They use that as a jumping off point for that stupid episode where Marge, like, I I don't even, she becomes the Reverend or something. The listen lady? And they, they went, no. oh, hey, we did this one thing where Reverend Lovejoy loves trains, so let's. I don't know. Just kind of like base the entirety of his character around it.
0: You know, I actually kind of like that episode, and I like the I like Reverend Lovejoy in that episode because uh, I I okay. like that he's a little bit of a conductor. Why can't I remember the, the title of that episode? He, he fights like Wolverines, right? Like Baboons, is that. What happens? Baboons,
2: yeah, yeah uh, Baboon oh, County, Jesus. USA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, okay. To Th- hairy. Oh, I'll balls. definitely tell
0: you. I'll, I'll definitely say though the episode does kind of, you know get away from itself it uh they, they do lose they do lose me by the end but i think it's a, I think it's a good starting point i like
1: uh i'm not i i'm on record as not being a big fan of marge uh but i am a fan of lovejoy so i think that episode kind of teeters back and forth for me when i'm watching it because i love i actually like the lovejoy stuff where he's you know like i said where he's playing with his trains like if you look to the left you'll see a sad man <laughs> Um, <laughs> like that's funny <laughs> yeah and uh, oh, dining now and closed. like I like I think that's also the one where we see kind of his uh first time coming to Springfield or whatever to be uh and he's like so like full of uh, energy and ready to help everyone and then Flanders like ruins it
2: for him <laughs> just beats him down yeah. yeah
1: and then like you know he's always shown with his eyes half closed and in that episode it shows that, like he he had bright eyes like his eyes were wide all the time and then it's Flanders that kind of caused him to just be like <sighs> And just like give up. Damn. So Flanders. I, think, yeah. <laughs> I think it's a nice little uh uh but I always I always like those interactions of Flanders and Lovejoy. I was like I probably swallowed a toothpick. <laughs> um
2: Yeah. Anyway probably stole a napkin.
1: <laughs> what is it, Ned? You step on another worm. <laughs> uh so but yeah, so we get uh the Flanders are featured mostly in Acts 2 and 3, correct? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. The first act is setting up how this uh, whole shenanigan happens. It's very very sitcomy.
0: It is. You it's know, like, super sitcom Oh, like all
1: these random crazy happenstances lead to, because normally the people would come to their house and it wouldn't be a pigsty, and there wouldn't be old newspapers, but it's like they, they set up all that stuff so that when they come there... It yeah. seems like, you know, they're worse than they are. I mean, let's let's not, you know, jump around too much in the sense that the Simpsons aren't great parents. I mean Marge is a pretty good parent. Uh-huh. Homer's not. No. No. <laughs> it's he's pretty, not. I think it's pretty clear.
0: Yeah. Uh it's clear in the first act. Yeah. Um, it's clear throughout the whole show. It's he makes it abundantly clear. In the episode itself. Uh, yeah. Because he says it many times. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, he's very aware of it. But this is what th- I think this is a. Um, I think this is one of Homer's best episodes. Okay. Just as proving how good of a guy he can be. I
1: think. Right. It never descends in a jerk ass Homer no, uh, which is good. No, and everything he does,
0: he does for his family in this yeah. episode. It's very nice. Um, the. The reason I think I, I really enjoyed this episode this time around more than I think I've ever I ever had was because the family was what this episode was about. It wasn't mm-hmm. about any one member of them. It was about the Simpsons family as a whole coming to terms to what it means to be a Simpson
1: as part of that unit and how much they really, really love and depend on each other. And what's interesting, too, is that it kind of has this weird subplot about how Maggie has no real connection to her father. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, um, a, that's kind of a bummer. Yeah, uh, because, like, I mean, obviously there's the running joke of Homer forgetting her and all that stuff, uh, but it also has that part at the end where she's like, why would I go with, you know, th- these idiots when I have the Flanders? Like, she she blends into the Flanders family really quickly and like really seems to like that, you know, that family. Yeah. And it's not until she sees her mom that she's like, Oh, I you know, I do want to be a Simpson. Yeah. And so there's kind of an interesting thing there <laughs> where it's it's not really ever resolved in a sense in that in that like at the end you're still like, Huh, so Maggie just hates her dad <laughs> <laughs> even though her first word is daddy. Yeah, and
0: it was three years ago. Yeah. So.
2: Greg to your to your point about how this being like a a great Homer episode um he when i went back and watched it like the joke obviously is that the 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 teacher of the parental course is giving very obvious advice, but Homer is paying as much attention oh, yeah. as he's ever paid to anything. Yeah, Garbage in can <laughs> makes, sense. makes sense. Like he's learning, <laughs> yeah. he's learning things from this man. Oh, yeah. I never thought about it that way. I should put my trash in a <laughs> <laughs> garbage can.
0: And when he is about to throttle Cletus, he stops himself yeah. and exerts a level of control that
1: we have never seen. Uh, even <laughs> earlier in the episode, he strangles the houseplant. He
0: strangles a houseplant, <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> one of the things I paid special attention to this episode was why he strangles Cletus. He says... <laughs> I, I I nicked my finger on the
1: screen door again. Why wow, you
0: cotton picking? <laughs> he starts straggling oh, yeah. him because
2: that's
1: his that's his go to response he's, to anything.
2: He's injured. So <laughs> he <injured himself.
0: laughs> and the way he makes it all better is he just says, "Let's stop this fussing and, a feud. <laughs> and a feud." Oh him. yeah,
1: and and I love you, Pa. I love you, Cletus. And that and everyone's like cheering and shooting guns. It's like this wasn't that big of a breakthrough, really. <laughs> <laughs> no, this should be day I one. I guess it was I guess it was for Homer. A uh, human being
2: didn't resort to an act of physical <laughs> violence to resolve not even like not even an argument, not even a disagreement. Yeah. His theoretical son <laughs> came to him because he hurt himself. <laughs> it's madness no oh, it's
0: so good. Uh this this episode is just chock full of jokes and we really get off on the right foot in, in this episode.
1: Um, I think the whole, uh, d- what are they, the,
0: the parent- Child welf- welfare boy? Yeah, yeah,
1: thank you. I was like, who, who are these guys again? Yeah. Uh, that whole scene of them investigating the house is, I think, one of the funnier parts in the episode. Oh, it's
0: fantastic. I re- Those those two characters are burning into my, into my memory yeah.
1: for forever. Yep. Uh,
0: I remember when I first saw this episode, I like to take us back. A little bit to when we first saw this episode uh, all of us because uh, in 1995 i don't think i saw it in 1995 (laughs) um i definitely would have caught it in syndication and when i did see it i was still like i was young i was a young kid um and i found it very upsetting because they took these kids away from their parents for nothing like it's it's sitcom logic yeah right so it's like it's like We need this to happen so we can tell our jokes in the second and third acts, right? Um, So we need to put a few breadcrumbs there and whatever leaps of logic that your brain needs to make, that's what it has to be. Because by the time we're back from commercial, we've already accepted the situation. Mm -hmm. So when I saw
1: it, I was like, oh, is that how it works? (laughs) (laughs) So from then on, you were a you, you were a grade A student. I was a good little uh, yeah. boy. <laughs> um and <laughs> how did you feel when you first saw this episode? Uh not that, but <laughs> I just thought it was fun. Um I I remember do I I remember I did think and again it's sitcom logic, it's a comedy cartoon show, but I was like, that's really stupid that they just moved him next door and like they just put up like a barrier that's not going to stop them
2: <laughs> it is the separation of child from parent version of drawing a line down the center of an apartment <laughs>
0: that's true yeah you stay it's on your so side so funny yeah <laughs> um, the and the ways that they just use like they they just dig in like when they try and phone them mm-hmm this number can no longer be reached from this from this line. You, you negligent, negligent monster.
1: monster. <laughs> That's a great joke. I
2: mean the, the 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 phone company in Springfield like seems to have more power than <laughs> any phone company should. Um they know for instance that Homer's fingers are too fat to dial a That's phone. That's
1: right. Yep. Wait, they got to so, they got to push those di- special dialing lines Oh, on the poison hotline. They're hot going to sell line? themselves. <laughs> poison poison. <laughs> well and ev- and how every single like hold music is something relevant to the situation
0: baby come back yeah
1: everybody was a clown so i uh, go ahead Justin.
2: this episode for me is like we've only ever really viewed um up until this point um flanders through predominantly Homer's eyes, and like it's a keeping up with the Joneses type situation where he's jealous and envious of his perfect neighbor with his perfect family and their perfect life. Um, But this is the first time that we get to see, I think, (laughs) what actually living in the Flanders household would be like. Yeah. And I remember as a kid um, empathizing so much with Bart and Lisa. Yeah, and... and Sorry, go ahead. No, it, it will just kind of and now I view the Flanders as the antagonists of the episode.
1: <laughs> they very much yeah, are. They yeah. reveal themselves to be that in the third act. And I mean it's it, it it it's not it's not obviously like active antagonism. It's just the fact that they are so different and the fact that they live their lives so different and they want their new foster children as it were to to be more like them. It it comes off that way, right? And I think also the fact that he takes it upon himself to baptize these children. I think that is the worst that thing. Is the, that is the worst thing. And in his eyes, he's doing the right thing. Yeah. But, uh, you know, and they, they always say the best villains are the ones who think that they are right. Yeah. Uh, I always empathize with Bart and Lisa. I don't know about you guys. I didn't grow up religious at all. Um, but I have have friends who were. And I would sometimes, you know, go to a friend's house and sleep over on a Saturday night and Sunday morning. We'd all go to church. And... The, the, the kind of feeling that I had in church or any of the, like, Sunday school, like, any of those kind of, like, environments where everyone is, like, very religious uh, and I am not is how I feel with Bart and Lisa when they're playing uh, uh, Bombardment Bible Edition, uh-huh. where it's just, like, they're saying all this gibberish and everyone is, like, on board. And you're like, what what fresh hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> Uh I, I've been to you know, not to bring the mood down a bit, I've been to a couple funerals this year of family members who are who are very Catholic. And the funeral service is all very Catholic. Something and else. I feel so out of place. Yeah. Like, and it and it's like to the point where it's like disturbing to me, where I'm like, I need to leave because I'm terrified. And, you know, it's things like uh call and response things the uh, responsorial psalms yeah, yeah where it's like i mean like i i i know the you know like uh god be with you and also with you i think as not one. what they do anymore okay <laughs> but, but it was but peace
0: be with you and also
1: with you okay gotcha
2: and there's, but there's more. Oh, and then a ghoulish old man (laughs) reaches over the pew and tries to shake your trembling eight-year-old hand and you're horrified. Yeah, no, peace be with you is awesome. It's a great time for everybody.
0: And then the, then the poor family has to do the communion.
1: Yeah. I remember, so when they started doing, and they like started passing out crackers or whatever, and they started coming down the aisle and I'm like, oh no, oh no, I don't want to do that. I don't, and luckily they didn't force people like they were just like, if you want it, it is here for you. But at the time I was like, oh, they want everyone to eat these crackers and drink this wine. I don't want to do that.
2: Yeah. Wait, they brought the crackers to you?
1: Well, they did this weird thing where they like did it at the front and like the the priest or whoever was like doing like did it first. And then some of the like people in the choir came and did it at the front. But then they then they, like there was like three of them like coming down the aisles and just like passing it out to people and stuff. And it was very bizarre.
2: When did so,
0: I,
1: the idea say? is like, I'm sorry. No, no, go, um, on, go for it.
0: I was just, <laughs> he's gonna, just mumbling. I'm just gonna make a stupid
2: joke. Don't worry about it. <laughs> the priest and the minister are the only, or the deacon rather, are the only two who should be able to administer communion. Um, oh. And you have to go receive it from them. I was raised Catholic, and I, this is just ingrained in my brain. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you maybe I misremember to- it
1: <laughs> it's possible because I do know like my mom went up and like people went up for sure but and maybe they were just coming and like you know greeting people or like saying things to people and in my mind they still had crackers but it's possible that I remembered it wrong because I was just terrified of everything
2: Oh, I would have absolutely just <laughs> gone up and done the thing anyway. I would have just been like, "Yeah, I'm part of this. Give me the cracker.
1: Just, <laughs> just give me it.
2: Just let what, me make a mockery of everything there, happening
1: right now." Yeah. And <laughs> oh, you,
2: wine and food up here. This is awesome. Yeah, Why am about. I sitting like a sucker? <laughs> God, I went. I, I went to um, a girlfriend's religious thing uh, during Christmas in like 2013 down in Florida she was like Baptist, incredibly Baptist. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did the, and it ties in because they did the, 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 the baptizing, like the, the live baptizing of adults. Oh
1: wow. And
2: they would have the, the water poured on their heads and then they would shake and convulse. Oh boy. Like just, and I was there as an adult and everybody was just so mystified by this act of holy transformation. And I, went outside. I remember getting up and leaving and going outside and smoking 18 cigarettes at once. <laughs> <laughs> You're in flavor country. I, looked, I was Homer's file photo. <laughs> yeah, like that's, right. that's <laughs> what I was because I couldn't deal with the level of absurdity and like suspension of belief that was happening in front of me. And so I can't, and I have like a kind of like tenuous understanding of how, The whole thing's supposed to work, so as a complete outsider, dude, that must have been fucking horrifying. (laughs) It it was, and you know, I I,
1: was—I wanted to be very respectful, obviously, and that kind of thing. And so I didn't know, like, when they, you know, did the call and response or when they sang, I was like, like, is it disrespectful if I don't do this? I don't know. I don't know any of these words. I don't. I'm just gonna stand and you know, and be kind. (laughs) Are you half
2: a beat off, like somebody who doesn't know how to play guitar? Hero, (laughs) (laughs) just like kind
1: of
2: just like i oh yeah, just off
1: a little bit so everyone like the end the of the song of I, yeah i'm Dope. Do. Uh,
0: <laughs> here oh lord the sound of our call call
1: <laughs> <laughs> it also reminded me too of uh interest he development said, said,
0: call fuck
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's just a our huge cavernous building <laughs>
0: just echoes everywhere
1: um, In rest of development, when uh, George Michael goes to Ann's place or whatever, and they're all singing hymns, mm-hmm. and like the guy comes over and he's like, "Let me help you with her." That their fella and Jesus, uh, I. That's you know another time where I empathize with uh, George Michael because I'm like that would be me. I would be like so awkward and and not wanting to do this, but. Ooh.
2: Or, keeping with the rest of development, you would be like Michael trying to sing the theme for Sugarfoot. Oh, <laughs> sugarfoot! Sugarfoot! Oh, something, 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 uh, something, Sugarfoot. Hiya.
1: Um, so, the other thing to kind of mention about this whole bombardment uh, sequence, which I think is a, a very funny sequence. Oh, uh, it's great. Uh, I don't know about you guys. I did as much research as I could. I'm pretty sure these are all invented things. Uh, the Vulgate is a real thing. uh uh-huh. Vulgate of St. Jerome, Uh, but the Snake of Rehoboam, the Well of Zohadrasar, and the Bridal Feast of (laughs) Beth-Chadruharazeb all invented, (laughs) (laughs) as far as I can tell. That makes it even better if that's (laughs) true, Uh,
0: because (laughs) like, I couldn't tell the difference. Oh yeah, right? no. I
1: was like, Yeah, that all sounds plausible. That
0: sounds yeah, it sounds fine, <laughs> but like you're just throwing D and D shit at it <laughs> at that point and you're fooling everyone. Yeah.
1: So like <laughs> But it kind of fits in theme with Flanders' character in my eyes, where it's like maybe he has this like ancient version of the Bible that no one else has heard of generally. Well
0: they they they, they, they pick one, yeah, right? They the vulgate pick, like they want Saint James or yeah. the Vulgate, Vulgate they, of Saint Jerome, and they, they they pick the Vulgate, yeah, and it's a that's a different Bible, right? Yeah. Um, so right there, <laughs> that tells you that it's all bullshit,
1: <laughs> and and and, and is is real as well. I did well, yeah, did, Xerxes, did, Wait, is, he like yeah. opens up the third edition of the Bible, like <laughs> like.
0: <laughs> well, that's Saint James. He, the Saint James Bible is like, or like the King James Bible is uh-huh. like the. The New Testament
1: or something?
0: Well, the King James Bible is the one that's used most often today, but it was, like, edited by the Church of England.
2: Right, right, right. Or,
0: per, more accurately, King James. That's
1: why it's called okay. the King James, King James Bible. Bible. So it's like, who wrote this? Was, new te- was the New Testament kind of like how, like, New Super Mario Brothers was just like a... Pretty much the same thing.
0: No, yeah, it was ac- It was no, it was it was exactly the same thing as well. It was the Old Testament, which was kind of like you know Super Mario Land, where right. you didn't have Luigi. Yeah. But then they introduced the New Testament, where you um, Moses had a best friend, and it was Jesus, right? That was so Jesus Luke, was like Jesus is like Luigi. Luigi. Yeah, 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 got it. Yeah. yeah
1: uh this is a great way to teach me religion or by the tales. Way. If we're doing, if tales. we're doing Mario
2: allegory <laughs> um the old testament is essentially the unreleased um super Mario lost levels oh yeah of oh, was yeah. real nice just yeah. difficult and brutal and everybody hated it and just it was a nightmare and then the new testament would be um the Reskin of a doki-doki panic it was fun and uplifting <laughs> and lighthearted, and just a good old time for everybody involved
1: and uh, I think basically kinda, a rip-off, but no one was the wiser for the most part. Right.
0: I, I just want to add one more uh-huh. to this <laughs> before we move on. Um, <laughs> I would like to throw an analogy to uh, Sonic and Tails. Okay. Sonic 2, I believe it is. Sure. Um, where Sonic is everyone in the uh, <laughs> New Testament,
1: and Tails is Jesus, because he just keeps coming back. He does, yeah. And he, and he helps you fly. He sure does. Yeah. And if you're, if you're Player 2, you can play as Tails in the single player. And piss off your friend playing Sonic by like flying above him and like picking him up. <laughs> did you ever do that? <laughs> <laughs> I can't say I did. Okay. That sounds like that's, Oh, that's a good game. That that was exactly what I did all the time to my brother or sister if they were playing Sonic. I would just play. I would play as Tails. and I would just try and pick them up. they would be like trying to do a complicated jump, and I'd pick them up because you have no control over it as Sonic. If Tails flies above you, you automatically grab his hands. So that's divine intervention,
2: my friend. That's right. That's an allegory for. <laughs>
1: And uh, the Emerald Zone is uh, heaven. Sure is. You only so. get there if you get all eight Chaos Emeralds. That's straight. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got five, so <laughs> I'm on my way. One more, and you get a wish <laughs> from a dragon. <laughs> Wait. Now it's, it's Dragon, dragon Ball. Ball Z now? Oh, boy. <laughs> this metaphor has uh, gone off the rails. It's uh,
0: eaten itself. All right. <laughs> like the serpent <laughs> of Rehoboam. That's right. <laughs> And we're back oh boy um the, boy, where were we when they're watching i really just love the 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 kids experience at the flanders house yes. when they're doing um the printing press which I think
1: oh is i love that funny um i love how bart's like like making the best of the situation in that in that moment where is, yeah. it's not like uh oh, this is so lame it's just like all right here you go todd the city edition <laughs> <laughs> extra. Well extra he has Todd a chance smells. to bully
2: like the neighbor's kid in his own yeah, exactly. house. Exactly. Why
1: wouldn't you take that? It's taking their nerdy thing and like like doing it against them. He's taking the piss. He's he's doing it at them.
0: Which is great. Versus By the way, taking the piss, a very British phrase that I learned yes. whilst I was in I... London. <laughs> Across the pond, if you yes, will. I, I Could have will. said ocean.
1: I, well, but I didn't.
2: Because <laughs> that's not the same. Yeah, no. Oh, that's right. You went to London, the, yes. the city that never sleeps. That's right. The the, the city of lights. The Rotten, La La the rotten Apple.
0: The, uh, I believe they call city it City on the Hill. Yeah,
2: the Windy City. The, London. Windy, the Windy Apple. Bean Town itself. Yep. Old York. lovely lads
1: from Liverpool.
2: I literally Manchester cannot name a one like colloquial version of like a Canadian city. Um, like, there's no nickname that sticks out in my mind. And perhaps you guys can help me. Um, this well, yeah, so no, Calgary
1: can... is Cowtown.
2: Yeah, Cowtown. We don't really. People call it okay. I mean, Cowtown. like one.
1: Yeah, no, I don't
0: think there's any globally. Known. <laughs> no, there's one that's. Um, there's one that's just like um, fucking piece of shit, horrible awful town that you should die before you go to what what one's that edmonton okay Okay. aha the rivalry lives second Uh, second name aka the worst city in the world next to baltimore i oh
2: take that edmonton (laughs) i suppose yeah
0: edmonton sucks i mean it does
1: suck edmonton sucks but i mean who cares (laughs) i don't (laughs) i'm not gonna I've i've been to edmonton three times this summer all for weddings and I was like, "Why is everyone getting married in Edmonton?" Ah, <laughs> uh, Edmonton in August. Uh, yes. Is there a more beautiful time? <laughs> yes,
0: literally any time anywhere else. Capital of look, Alberta. guys.
2: I am from Boston, and um, as you know, we're a city of winners. Of um, course, yeah,
0: especially last year. I don't believe that you were from Boston. You said Boston. You didn't say Boston. Do
2: do you want me to, for the rest of this entire (laughs) recording, slip into the affectation? Because, oh man, I will. I've been been chomping at the bit. Are
0: you you suppressing it right now? Do you actually have it? And are you suppressing it for our Canadian listeners? Because, please. Uh,
2: I suppress it because it sounds gaudy and dumb. (laughs) And I think a lot of people from here realize that distinction at a very early age. Mm. Okay, so... There was, um, a news story recently where like the, the Red Sox won the, um, the, the AL East, um, division and the pennant that they were going to hang at Fenway Park fell off of the delivery truck on route to the <laughs> park. And a couple of locals picked it up and found it. Like they picked it up off the highway and found it and like tried to return it to the Red Sox, but they wouldn't do it unless they got something in return. So obviously, like the local news made a big story about this, and uh, the, these two, these two dudes are from Somerville, which is like a city directly north from Boston. And my thing is, whenever I watch the local news and I hear somebody from 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 anywhere here, frankly use a word more than two syllables in length and they have, like, the, the regional dialect, I my brain goes, oh, who taught you that? That's very good. Good for you. <laughs> so these two fucking dudes were sitting on the porch of their... just double-decker whatever, and they were like, yeah, so fucking uh, me and Shawnee, we found this thing on the McGrath Highway, and I'm just saying, we risk life and limb to, to recover this thing. And uh, <laughs> so we brought it back to Fenway Park, right? And we were like, we was... We was trying to do the right thing, you know? We was trying to be like, we're locals. We're fans of the team. We want what's best for the team. But, like, all we want is a little bit of recompensation for our efforts. And I, my brain went, oh, who taught you recompensation? Who taught you that? That's, that's, that's so cute. That's such a cute thing that you said. And so I assume... That's how the rest of the the world <laughs> no at large is. Yeah, is. Yeah. views the Boston accent. Like whenever you use a word that's like out of your lane, people go, "Oh my god, how did you? Oh, you guys get school? We have thousands of colleges here. Like we're a very <laughs> educated city. And just because fucking dumbasses speak like nitwits, yeah. uh, we. That's yeah. That's why.
1: Uh, you made was, the right choice. That was great. Uh,
0: thank you for uh, for going into <laughs> that. Uh, that was that That's was great. I uh, I appreciate that. Uh, so when um, when they watch the itchy and scratchy episode, mm-hmm. um, and the Flanders kids turn white, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> and it's um, the red stuff coming out of Kitty's ears, strawberry jam, <laughs> and then should I poke Todd with something <laughs> sharp? No. No, no sorry, Bob. Bob. Uh, that made me think that 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 moment there was very H.W. Bush to me <laughs> was like that's that's a characteristic like that's a characteristic that they'll that I think they'll
1: put. right like Flanders is very you know like Bart is the is the devil in this situation kind yeah, of yeah, like yeah. that's you can see that in his his uh his face there. Is th- have we been to his house before and seen the channels locked out?
2: Yes, um, we have. When Homer becomes Ned's best friend. Has that happened yet? 152 channels yeah. all locked out. Because that's season five. That's okay. Homer
0: Loves Slanders. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. So, uh, in between now and then, he must have unlocked the channels. Yeah. After learning to be friends with Homer. Yeah. Uh,
2: and forgot to lock him again. Well, but he... Well, <laughs> You just the, skipped the, the, over the fact that my three sons makes them rambunctious that's before bed. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, and also he blows dust off the remote. So yeah, like it's yeah. pretty clear they do, even though they have the channels, they don't watch them. You know, the kids are not TV kids generally. Um, but we do see them watching, uh, what Was it, Davy and Goliath? Uh, Gravy, I think. <laughs> Gravy? I think his name is Gravy. I don't think that's true. <laughs> it know. is no, gravy. it's
2: absolutely Gravy. It's, it's Gravy. Abso- yeah. It's are you kidding me?
1: And it's I'm Gravy going and Jabrayf. To... Wait, no, <laughs> no hold no, on. It's one this okay? Uh, you guys are Real quick. pranking me he or something? It. That is insane. No, <laughs> fucking Gravy. I thought, oh man, because I always the little dog or whatever is like, oh, getting pretty fat. There, I thought it was Davy. Gravy. Oh man. Okay, this is hang on. blowing my brain. Oh.
0: Hang on, hang on a second. What was that? <laughs> just just give me a second
1: here, okay? Um. Daddy, are you sure it's okay for us to watch cartoons? hmm this one's fine and dandy, Rowdy. But so it's what kind of bums me out about that sequence
2: is that these two kids are so impressionable because everything they know to be true about life is based on made-up stories they've been told in a book. So, of course, of course, when they see a thing on TV, they're going to accept it as being true because they just kind of blindly accept truth as it's given to them. Yeah. And Flanders is, like, the arbiter of what's real and what isn't. So when Flanders allows them to watch Itchy and Scratchy, they're going to believe that it's appropriate to stab somebody in the face with a bottle. That's true. I don't know.
1: Okay, so the real... The real... Show is called Davy and Goliath. Yes,
0: yeah, yes.
1: Okay, But hang, hang, on, guys, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, <laughs> You on. You know, I'm me gonna,
0: thinking Hang on. The plan- real
1: show oh. was called Gravy and Jobrieth. No, that's the, like that's what it is in I, the show in the Simpsons. Yeah, no, I understand yeah, that now. Yeah. But at the time, I both of you were so
2: adamant. It's, oh, oh so it's gravy. I'm, and I was like, I meant what? that <laughs> it was
1: the it was that in the okay. Simpsons. In the, okay, okay.
2: No, 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 My brain is less destroyed now. Both of us were implicitly on the same page with that, right? Right. Yes, very much. seems like it. I I was the
1: one who was... We were very on the same page. ...going insane. Yeah. And um, it's not fun to go insane. In case, Greg's going to play a little clip here. You won't be able to hear it on your end, Justin, just so you know. So, yeah, just, just two seconds here, Justin. What you making there, gravy? It's a pipe bomb, Jabriath, for to blow up Planned Parenthood. I don't know, Gravy. I'm sick of your lack of faith.
2: Hmm. Uh, what, Gravy?
1: Yay! Okay, so that is clearly Gravy and Jobriath. However, yeah, in the Simpsons in yep. earlier episodes, because that's from the episode Home Backwards R. Is it? Yes. Which is oh, one of my least favorite episodes. Dear. Uh, in some classic Simpsons, yeah, there are some clear uh, allusions to the actual show Davy and Goliath. Uh, there's one in Homer vs. Lucy the Eighth Commandment, where uh, a character obviously meant to be Davy says, "We could get there quicker. We took my dad's car." And Goliath answers, "I don't know, Davy." And then in Bart the Lover, Maud Flanders says, "Well, he used to watch Davy and Goliath, but he thought the idea of a talking dog was blasphemous." And then finally, the one that I was thinking of was in Simpsons Bible stories, where uh, Bart is David in you know David and Goliath, yeah, and right. then Santa's little helper is essentially the Goliath dog, and is saying, "I don't know, Davy, you' gotten pretty fat, Davy." And then like uh, Goliath roars, and he goes, "See you later, Davy," and he runs away. <laughs> so that's why, <laughs> in my so we mind have a situation. Yeah, in my mind, it was always David and Goliath in every iteration. And so the one that I wasn't aware of was from that terrible episode. It's definitely a Maple situation. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: I actually, I I think it's, it's weird because I think it's funny. I think Gravy and Joe
1: is really funny. <laughs> it's, it's on the cusp for me. I, I think, think it's funny in concept, so but for some reason dumb. seeing it in action, it's less funny. I don't know if that makes sense. I actually liked that clip. I thought that was funny. Yeah, it's fine. It was like Jupiter Ascending. I kind of liked
2: it. <laughs> All right. Well, it's also just, like, such a weird non-sequitur, like, Gravy and Jabriath.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's clear that there was no effort put into it.
1: I find no, that No, there funny. was
2: effort put into that dumb name, and that's what makes it better.
1: Well, and it's, it's funny, because, like, you think about something like McGarnacle. Oh, I love that. Which is one of my favorite things. It only appears twice in the series. Yeah. And it's clearly, like, supposed to be kind of a, in terms of name, it's supposed to be kind of MacGyver, right? Yeah. Uh, obviously, they they referenced MacGyver in the show, so he really exists in the show.
0: It's interesting that it's McGarnagle though, because well, like, that's what I was gonna say. He's like, so they...
1: clearly not a MacGyver type. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he's a, well, yeah, a, he's he's a, he's a hard boiled detective, but it's like he's if a they, dirty hairy type. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's but it's like if they named instead, if they're like, oh, we want it like a MacGyver type, uh, or at least at least a name, and like, what should we come up with? And it's if if they made it, you know, Jabiver. <laughs> or, like, you know what I mean? Like, where it's, like, it's clear what you're doing, yeah. but it just sounds off because we know the real thing. And so it just sounds like you're misspeaking. That's kind of how I feel about, like, Gravy and Jabriath or Maple, Like, those kind of jokes are yeah. less funny. Whereas McGarnagle is hilarious yeah. because it's close enough to MacGyver that you understand what they're doing, but it's like a completely different name. It's a is razor's also edge. an awesome name. Yeah,
0: It's <laughs> a real razor's edge of that particular. That's such a specific kind of comedy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's a very Just saying is yeah. fun. You know,
2: I had such a Mcgarnigal. dumb moment a second ago where I was like, and also I was going to say like Richard Dean Anderson had been on the show. Um, but in my brain and I stopped myself and I'm telling you because why not um, <laughs> I was going to be like and also Paul Thomas Anderson had been on the show <laughs>
1: what <laughs> you guys remember when Paul Thomas Anderson famous actor who plays MacGyver was on the show
2: oh, you, yeah <laughs> his famous mullet and everything yeah. jean jacket you we know we classic remember classic that. PTA yeah, we we all all P.T. Anderson yeah
1: <laughs> Um. So, <laughs> so let's talk a bit about the uh the class. We kind of touched on it a bit with yeah. Cletus and stuff, but uh, <laughs> we kind of talked about how like this class doesn't seem like a great class to like teach parents to be good parents. No, it is not. Um, you got a man something. in a burlap sack. Yeah.
2: Uh, is this story
1: going anywhere? <laughs>
2: <laughs> His name's Flub, <laughs> which is the stupidest name cletus by the way his voice is off model in this episode oh really um yeah it's it's kind of like when ralph wiggum is um in lisa's pony and oh. he has that <laughs> man deep, her? Gravelly voice yeah yeah but what man can tame her <laughs> um apparently the writers just forgot what cletus sounded sounded like well i was, I was gonna say
1: actually was this his second appearance because his first appearance is bart bart gets an elephant they definitely
0: uh, start using him with much more frequency after...
1: Yeah. This. I just can't remember if there was a moment he appeared in between that. Because that would I'm... be like a, se- like a season missing. Yeah. He must have been in season six at some point.
2: Still very That's...
1: infrequent for Hank Azaria to do it. True. Yeah.
2: That's literally the reason, though. They all just kind of forgot what Cletus sounded like.
1: Yeah. And it's not like they have you know recordings of, of it available to listen to. It's
2: not like that at
1: all. <laughs> of course not. So Hank, we we have we have the uh, recording you did last time. Do you want to do want to listen wanna to that? No, listen no, no, no. I don't. Man. I don't want it. I don't want it. I'm fine. I Let's got go. This. Come on.
2: I, I got, got places to be. It <laughs> was 1995. Everything was on <laughs> cassette. You had to hit the rewind button. There was a lot to actually There's so
1: much to rewind. It's true, <laughs> so much rewinding. There's so never like, remember like uh, VHS like rewinding machines. You ever think that's where all the kindness in the world went <laughs> to the rewinding? Yes. Yeah. Be kind, rewind, yeah. and never again. Yeah. <laughs> that was the, the the second part of the slogan that no one ever saw. Well,
0: if there's a finite of kindness in the universe, uh-huh. which we all know there is, yes, uh, then we would have.
1: Lost Ran a lot out. of it
0: in the in, rewinding process. In the
1: yeah, the movie uh, rental store uh, era, yeah, the blockbusters if so you will. Blame people
2: used to buy machines to <laughs> rewind <laughs> their videos faster. I know. Than...
1: Yeah. I was just, like when um, I were I went to the movie rental store and we had like seven of them ready to go because you know even though we asked them be kind rewind they often don't and yeah. we rewind them. This for is our a customers. tangent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> I don't see how you could say that. <laughs> uh, the class, though, the class.
0: Yeah, I really want to mention something. Okay, um, we get a brief snippet of the continuing saga of the Skinner's inflatable I bath
1: pillow. Love that it's the, still <laughs> the the same thing—the inflatable bath pillow. Because uh, we saw a it second. Well, we time? definitely saw it in Springfield Connection. Yeah, when Marge goes to answer the call. Yeah. Um. So I can't remember if it's been brought up since then, but I I mean, this is definitely the screeching and screeching screeching. at him.
0: This is definitely the second time it's been
1: brought up that I can remember. Yeah. Um. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, there's uh, there's plenty of times where they are in like self help things or whatnot and. Don't bring up a bath pillow, but I do love the fact that there's at least two instances where it's about a very specific item in their household.
0: (laughs) Inflatable bath pillow. Yeah, it's great. And she says the county is threatening to take my Seymour away. (laughs) (laughs) He's a 45 year old man. (laughs) It's insane. It's Uh. insane. And like, also,
1: I love if like he was just like, "I'll move out," and that's her interpretation is, "Oh, the county's going to take you away." No. Be kind of sad, yeah. Well, that's Skinner for you, and his beloved smother, <coughs> mother. <laughs> <coughs> uh, yeah, we get some Skinner at the beginning too. That is just kind of a,
0: a oh brief, yes, like yes. Yeah, so something's amiss something's, at the something's
1: rotten in the Simpson house. Yeah.
0: Uh, Principal Skinner, I need some Thoos. <laughs> I love that. They line. do a
2: very good job of covering their bases to make sure that the reason the Simpsons kids are being taken out of their house is as plausible as it could possibly be. Yes. Like you, can, you can't fault them for lazily writing the setups to all <laughs> of those jokes. Millhouse coming down <laughs> with a case of like, oh my At god, what from would a it be? monkey.
0: You know, uh, something that I thought I would, would make this episode even better is if, because this is something that they do in some episodes, because there's no B plot in this episode. It's, it's all tied together in the same thing. We basically just see the kids experience and the, and, and their parents experience. Yeah. Um, but I would have loved just a quick cutaway to what's happening with Millhouse. So cool. Because <laughs> he's so like, like. And like he gets taken away as well, <laughs> but like by the end of the episode, he's
2: not reunited. With it his would family. be a five-second cutaway yeah. to Kirk <laughs> and oh my god, what's Lu-Ann. his mother's name? Luanne Lu-Ann Van ben Houten in an ICU grieving oh. over their sickly <laughs> child. I'm... That's what it would be, yeah. and the end would be the 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 the, the beep beep that thing Uh-oh. just going blank (laughs) (laughs) the idea that millhouse has contracted a rare disease from a monkey inside of the wicker basket and then
1: uh and then they'll have the silent clock as well at the end of the episode oh yeah Yeah. 24 for the memorial clock yeah did he earn it oh yeah Yeah, i don't know now i mean if edgar didn't get one
0: they said the monkey came from pier one specifically in the episode did that happen is that what they're referencing? <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> like, was this a real news story or something? Well,
0: they referenced the store Pier 1 uh-huh. specifically. Yeah. And he's in the bo- he's in a, <laughs> in a wicker basket passed mm-hmm. out at a Pier 1. So I'm like, this must have happened.
2: <laughs> Is it the same Pier 1 that Bart and Lisa went to look for Krusty at when <laughs> they were trying to bring him back after his tax evasion?
1: Wait, did they go to an actual Pier 1 store?
2: Yeah, they went from Pier 1 to Pier 15 by that Pier 1. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I haven't
1: seen that episode in a while. That's a great joke.
0: Isn't it in this season?
1: Uh, probably.
2: Bart y- the Fink? Yeah, it is. I'm excited. It's great. a good episode.
1: <laughs> great it's the
2: episode. That got me going ape for savings.
1: <laughs> ooh, ooh, ah, ah. Um, ooh, what? Oh, man. There's something else I wanted to say about. Oh, Cletus being in the the thing, the parent yeah, yeah, yeah. thing, uh, at the time, the class, thank you. <laughs> I couldn't remember the word because I have none. Um, yeah, I know. I'll be here all night. Uh, what the Vaudeville. fuck are you talking
2: about, kid? You got fucking <laughs> class. We all got fucking class. All right, Dude,
1: what's, your what's your point? What's your point? Th- I was just going to say, at the at the moment, I, I remember being like, why is Cletus in this class? Uh huh. But, I mean, we find out later he has, like, 100 kids or yeah, whatever yeah. so I guess it makes sense Yeah. do you want to like, name them all <laughs> he
2: is at least 16 <laughs> why would you be surprised the only... that the caricature of a slack jawed yokel would be in a parenting class well to... <laughs> the thing
1: is uh, I'm from Canada we don't have slack jawed yokels nope we don't because we have free health care so. <laughs> 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 come here get hit by a car you're rich you're fine <laughs>
2: Got him. i am literally in no position as an american to throw shade at any other country ever right now so i'm just gonna take my medicine <laughs> yeah no just you're gonna not take the lumps yeah uh <laughs> no, it's canada's time always. to shine
0: yeah <laughs> put another shrimp on the barbie wait uh that's us that's right that's no no <laughs>
1: Oh, that's my bad. Sorry, yeah. right. you're wrong. Maple trees, maple trees. Yeah, got it. Uh, wow. Reference us. Let's do it. So there's not a lot actually in this episode, but babe, we do have. Yeah, of course I we got. I got, got you, babe, by Sonny and Cher. Um, I believe those are not the real lyrics,
2: <laughs> but I didn't know any I better think when I was young. Maud and Ned are familiar enough with the, the for for them contemporary rock and roll song to do parodies of the lyrics, right? Frankly. I think that's out of character, hmm. and somebody, somebody should have been fired for that blunder.
1: And they were. Um, well, Maud was killed. And so we have Hamlet. Something is rotten in the Simpson house. Something is rotten in the state of Denmark. In the state of Denmark. Batman. John Batman? Nope. Bruce Wayne Batman. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Batman. The, like, child Protective Services. Yeah. And then of course they have kind of the the music while they're driving as well. Yeah. And also the like Goodman or I think it's the same uh the male child service guy. He has the same kind of uh Adam West affectation that that uh, Harry used for the uh beekeepers, if you recall. I do. In uh, Lisa's rival. No noise <laughs> means no bees. Ah, oh, well, I can see that there is, like, I don't know, just something about it, I'm like, that reminds me of the, the same, that same character. He does it.
0: have an old-fashioned vibe about him. Yeah. They um, both do. They both like, like the hair from yeah. both of them and the way she's dressed, like it's a very old-fashioned vibe.
1: Definitely. Uh, subtle reference to 1984, when Homer and Marge are in the spa, the tape is saying, all is well,
2: all is well. I Turn tape got, over. I never got that. That's that's funny. Turn that's, tape over. Be kind. Rewind. Yeah, yeah. exactly. There see? goes some
1: kindness. Uh, faster Pussycat Kill Kill. Yep. The Itching Scratchy is called Foster Pussycat Kill Kill. And a delicious put. <laughs> <laughs> you ever see that movie? No. Do you know what its premise is? Uh, no. It's like roller roller derby girls killing people or something. That sounds great. Yeah. Uh, there's a statue of John Schwarzwelder. <laughs> yes, there is. In a very strange little <laughs> a, is, establishing shot of a, the, the he's court. On a
0: horse. Like it's like yeah. a, a Like a, like a Civil thing. War yeah.
2: <laughs> statue Schwartz- of John Schwartzwelder.
0: <laughs> Which was
2: so not I read a Civil War name, I assume. I assume as well. I read this earlier, and in my brain, as soon as I read the resolution, I went, The Simpsons doesn't play- take place in Schwarzwelder County. <laughs> That's the next county over, idiots. And. <laughs> Thankfully, Wikipedia there was there to validate my um, entirely frivolous and nerdish, nerdish knowledge of...
0: Yeah, well, that's what it's there for.
2: There. yeah.
0: Schwartz, uh, Springfield is located in Springfield County, of course. Schwarzwalder County is the next one. That's right.
2: No endorphins were released when I got <laughs> to the payoff for that. I just went, yep. That's. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's
1: my life now. Yep. yep. <coughs> Here we go. Uh, And then I got you babe And then finally the exorcist Maggie turning her head in the car
0: Yeah I don't like that part
1: Daddily doodly. I hate that That's her second word Greg Yeah that makes me really sad (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Character assassination That's what happened there Oh yeah Of Maggie Yeah a little bit Yeah A little bit They ruined her character Uh, Shark jumping moment The series is terrible from now on Alright so Hang on. <laughs> no, it's a it's agreed. Um, the committee has voted eleven to ten. So, <laughs> favorite joke time. Favorite joke. Is it stupid babies? Mine. Yeah.
0: No. Oh really? Okay, that's no. Mine, <laughs> mine is uh, shut up, judge. <laughs> <laughs> the whole. I have listening skills.
1: Uh, the whole judge scene. Yeah. I think is so. <laughs> Fucking funny. Which I did some research because I was like, have they did they ever give her a name? Because she has only appeared three times. Is it Judge and Harm or something? No, that Judge Harm is uh the one voiced by uh Lois from Malcolm oh, in the Middle. Right, okay, like, yeah. Oh later. god. Yeah.
2: That's the episode where Marge says the word butthole, and you just kind of go,
1: ugh. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember that. I just remember dude, that dude, that episode with yeah, they can handle Viscerally, handcuffed I
2: remember Marge oh, saying the word butthole. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's it just not... Bumming me out. <laughs> yeah, that's a bummer. It's not a. It's a no-win scenario. <laughs> yeah. But Maru. so this
1: female judge, she's appeared three times. This is her last time, I believe. Oh wow! And then pretty much just Judge Snyder is, and then of course Harms later. But Snyder is pretty much the only judge we see since uh, this episode. But uh, they never name her, as far as I can tell. But the Simpsons Wiki lists her as Judge Julie, uh, as like a ugh. Judge Judy parody. Uh, Boo!
2: Yeah.
0: Thanks, gravy.
1: So,
2: <laughs> where did the writer see... who came up with that one go to college? PU. Because oh. he stinks. Was <laughs> that Pennsylvania University?
1: I don't know. I don't know. No, uh, no, no, it's that clown college, <laughs> Princeton. <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> uh,. I'm just... uh damn. Okay, my timing's off now. I was d- going to say a joke and it's gone. Okay. It's fine.
0: Uh, I just really love the... Chicks on the bench. That's I just, what I was going to say.
1: I just really love when he says, <laughs> shut up. Shut judge. up, judge. Yeah, that's uh, that whole se- that whole uh, back and forth is pretty funny. It's great. It's I just, have listening skills. That's really great. Um, it's important to... Listen, I know. It's your... Uh, and yours is Stupid oh, Stupid Babies, Babies mean, Need the Most Attention is one of the funniest things uh, I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> <Ever>. uh, <laughs> it's one of my favorite jokes of the whole series. So that is 100% my favorite joke. I also like kids love that water. I don't know why. That's just really funny to me when Maggie's licking the dog water. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this episode is full of those moments where like when you think about the episode in retrospect, it's not memorable. But then when you watch it, you go, oh, fuck, that's where this yeah. came from. <laughs>
0: yeah. What was your favorite joke, Justin?
2: I love Homer trying to figure out where Flanders is going to go. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm a stupid Flanders, four-eyed lamo. Yeah. <laughs> Think like Flanders. <laughs> I'm a stupid moron with four eyes, and I wear the same dumb sweater every day. Do- to the Springfield River. Yeah,
1: I think that joke really lands because he cuts himself off. Yeah. Like the the epiphany happens before he's
2: done doing his little yeah. self rant. If none of the build up provides any contextualization <laughs> of where they're actually gonna go. It's so great.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's just the only that's the only place that you can baptize someone. Maybe.
0: <laughs> can I can I just add an honorable mention? Yeah. To um, the joke where he, where they just get their kids taken away, and Homer turns to Grandpa and says, <laughs> "We leave you for alone with the kids for three hours, and they get taken away." Yeah, and he just goes, "Oh, bitch, bitch, bitch,", bitch. bitch. and that's uh, the right.
1: last we see of him. Oh friend. yeah, and then he's just gone,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and it is his fault.
2: Oh yeah, and, well, I mean, it's like I said, it's. A I had a- Literally yesterday, um, he filed a complaint like with his company's HR department to Holy get unemployment day. because he was wrongfully laid off. And he posted a picture of the transcript and he went, I told you guys I grandpa Simpsoned. Um, <laughs> and in the transcript, um, the complainant um, was noted as saying to co worker after aggressive comment, Oh, bitch 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 <laughs> eat grandpa simpson somebody at work
1: <laughs> oh my goodness that's great uh oh uh i also really like for some reason i usually don't really like itchy and scratchy cartoons but the ending to this one really makes me laugh <laughs> my only son why why my only son <laughs> because it adds this like weird like <laughs> sadness to it that isn't just uh yeah. oh, the you know the, they're fighting each other and they they kill. it's like if spy vs spy like ha, like one of the spies like got crippling depression in, in an episode and you know what i mean
2: like we're just like this is unnecessary you don't need to have From this like, little button one of the spies left their pregnant wife to go out <laughs> to their day job <laughs> all right honey see you later i'm <laughs> off to go put i don't know like paint cans above doors and sure, stuff yeah. Well, and that's... then he
1: blows up the the house with a you know one of those giant bombs with the fuses. Yeah,
2: that's why. And then it cuts twenty years later, and the the aging wife of the spy and their at the time twenty year old son are just mourning at the <laughs> gravestone.
1: <laughs> they're they're visiting for the twentieth time, like putting rocks on the
2: and it just says top, spy. They were Jewish, I guess. Blo- <laughs> then it blows up, and then the white spy comes back in, and he's like, yeah, "Gotcha." <laughs>
0: Da, da, uh. da, da. Um, all right, well, we got to start wrapping up here. Yeah, uh, we sure do. So, uh, how do we do that?
1: <laughs>
2: well, Did Drake. we talk about the episode? Final thought on the
0: episode for me is: I think this is an excellent uh, episode. I think uh, Homer shows a really great side of his character, and I think it's a lot funnier than than it's remembered to be. So, like, if you're if you happen to be like passing through season seven. Give this one another extra couple of minutes of
1: your time and really, really dive into it because it's a great episode. Yeah, I I would agree. I never think of this one as a top one for me. Uh, I still don't, really, but it's not because it's bad, just because there's so many other choice ones. Uh, But it's a a lot of fun. Like I said, Stupid Babies is one of my favorite jokes ever, and I always want this episode to exist because of that. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's got a lot of great moments.
2: It's a humanizing episode that really kind of puts the focus back on the Simpsons family. Um, and we didn't even touch upon Marge. There's a spider near my car keys. Oh, I
1: love that moment. He did the right thing coming to her. <laughs> <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: His, like, like body language while she's shooing it away is, like, my favorite thing, too, where he's, like, kind of nervous. Yeah. And then she says, shoo, and he, like, smiles. And he's like, ah, oh, good. Yeah. that's very cute that's a great little moment because it's also like in that montage of showing how great of a mother uh, Marge is Mm -hmm. and then obviously it like adds to that that she's also very good to her husband Mm -hmm. because he's essentially a child well um, where can people reach us sir well you can email us at the hammock district on third at gmail.com numerical three you can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at bad neighbors pod and you can like us on Facebook we are two bad neighbors a Simpsons podcast you can uh, also subscribe to us on Patreon and help us uh, curb the cost of this thing. And maybe get some bonus episodes out. Yeah. Um, if you're interested in
0: checking out Boathouse Studios' back catalog or just the new episodes from other Boathouse Studios podcasts, we now have a permanent feed of all Boathouse Studios episodes of wow. everything, including this show. <laughs> um and we it's just, so. if you search on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher, um, or wherever you get your content, uh, you'll be able to find Boathouse Studios just by searching Boathouse Studios, How spelled the German Way, and you'll be able to get all the episodes of Who is Speaking, the Cinevals, um, the, what's the other one, uh, Cocktails, cocktails. Uh, What Went Wrong, sure, and, yeah. um, our new show, Flawed Execution, um... My point is we're getting rid of the paywall is what we're doing. We're getting rid of the paywall. So everything's out there now. Um, And so if you want to support us on Patreon, what that's going to go towards is um, making bonus content for our Patreon uh, subscribers. Cool. Um, Yeah. So thank you so much, Justin, for coming on our show late into the evening. Um, I know the, it must be, the early hours of the morning. There by now, <laughs> uh, so uh, thank you so much, and we hope to come. Uh, hope that you uh, will join us again for another episode sometime down the line.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: You're very welcome. And uh, next episode, we will be seeing that Alf is back in remember Pog Alf? form.
2: <laughs> I remember Alf.
1: Yeah, he's back in Pog form. Yeah, because we're going to talk about a good one. Bart sells his soul. It's a great episode. So if you like the weird religious tangent on this episode. Oh boy. boy, Just you wait. (laughs) (laughs) I don't hear scrubbing. Uh, Thanks again for listening, everybody. And thanks to Justin once again. We will see you next time. Keep watching the skis.